Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It would have been 2.5 miles from where they abandoned the vehicle that was located in Arkansas that they are believed to have traveled 2.5 miles on the river to where we located the jet ski. A convicted child rapist who escaped prison on a jet ski is finally captured. And we sit down with U.S. Marshal Robert Dickerson, who helped catch the fugitive. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. All right, everybody, you're going to need to buckle up. You're going to need to buckle up because this story, it feels straight out of a movie, maybe even a video game, except this time you're not really rooting for the escapee. This is a real criminal on the run, but we need to start back in 2013, and that is when Samuel Paul Hartman, who was 29 years old at the time, he was sentenced to life in prison for raping his 14-year-old stepdaughter, and he was serving his time at East Arkansas Regional Unit Prison, and by way of geography, it's about... 96 miles east of Little Rock. Well, now fast forward to August 12th, 2022, just a little over a year ago, and Hartman is out on a work detail in a field near the detention facility. And while he's out there, his wife, Misty Hartman, and mother, Linda Annette White, they allegedly drive a pickup truck to the field, gunshots are fired, potentially at or near the corrections officers, and during all this, Hartman is able to get inside the pickup truck and drive away. Then Hartman, his mother and wife allegedly drive the truck to the nearby Mississippi river where they planted two jet skis for them to hop on and escape with. Yes, jet skis. Now the jet skis were later found abandoned on the other side of the river. In fact, a witness allegedly saw a man and two women riding jet skis. So now Hartman was on the run for like a little over a year. But on this Tuesday afternoon, the U.S. Marshals were able to locate and capture him at a Quality Inn in Lewisburg, West Virginia. They also apprehended his wife, his mother, as well as his mother's boyfriend, Rodney Trent. Trent is facing felony charges of harboring a sex offender and assisting the trio while on the run. So clearly a crazy story from a jet ski escape to being on the run for over a year. But in the end, the good guys got him, right? And speaking of the good guys... To help shed some light on this wild case, I want to bring in one of the good guys, Robert Dickerson, Senior Inspector from the U.S. Marshals Service, who helped capture Hartman and his cohorts. Welcome to Sidebar, Robert. Thank you so much for taking the time. We really do appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Uh, I am made of questions, but I want to start off. How did you get involved in the case, if you can briefly tell us? After the escape, the uh, our office over in Arkansas asked for some help. For, we have a cold and complex case group out, uh, based out of our headquarters, and uh, Arkansas asked that we get involved and, and try to help them a little bit, work the case uh, jointly with them. Hearing how they escaped, hearing how he escaped, so there's gunfire that's opened on the correction officers, they jump in a car, they take jet skis. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, so it was a little Miami Vice-ish, if you will. We know at the initial point of the escape, 
that there was gunfire involved. I don't know that they shot directly at the correctional officers, but shots were fired. From there, they went down to the Mississippi River, which was several miles away, where they had two jet skis staged, and they yeah. got on those jet skis and, and utilized them to uh, cross the Mississippi River. It's unbelievable. I said it before, it feels like a video game, feels like a movie. Um, how were you able to track them down? <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, it was a culmination of different methods that we use. I mean, we have tradecraft, just like criminals have tradecraft to avoid being captured, some of which I can go into, some of which I can't. But a lot of, of what we did was just old-fashioned police work, talking to people, utilizing the public tips, interviewing people associated with the case, and, and watching, doing uh, surveillance. What was the main difficulty in tracking them? Because he was on the run for a while. Sure. Yeah, I, I think the Hartman, well, Mr. Hartman, uh, as well as his mother, Linda and uh, Misty, we, we, know, we knew beforehand that they had a large sum of cash with them. We knew that they had a weapons and transportation. So when when a person has the access to that amount of funding, obviously it helps them to stay on the run longer. Plus, the area that they were in in West Virginia is a very rural area. It's uh, not very heavily populated with law enforcement officers in, you know, up in the mountains, up in the, the actual Appalachia, what you would think of as the backwoods of West Virginia. So there's not a whole lot of people or cops that, that would have run into them. And a lot of times when we're working these cases, it's not surveillance. Is a lot easier, whether it be in New York City or metropolitan areas where there's surveillance cameras and ring doorbell cam cameras everywhere. You don't have that in the backwoods of West Virginia, which made it difficult. Also, everybody in that area knows everybody else. So if there's somebody new, say if one of us goes in there, somebody's going to be alerted that there's there's a there's an outsider within this area. Like you said, old-fashioned police work. So you track yeah. them down to this hotel. You go in. What was that like? I mean, apprehending them, their reaction. Walk us through that if you can. So we knew that um, that this group had made statements that they Sam wasn't going to go back to jail and they might shoot it out or you know make law enforcement use force against them. So we we always do or try to. We had watched uh, the surveillance for a long time the night before as well as all that morning. We'd watched them come and go from the hotel room and knew that they were all four in there. They, they actually called called the hotel several times, and we believe that they might have been fishing 
thinking, you know, that something was going on. Because it was, if you, if you would have been there, it's kind of eerie quiet. All the kids are out of the pool now. There's nobody walking around. There's no cleaning people or maintenance people. So we, we think that they might have got a little hinked up, but it, it worked out just fine. We, we were able to surround the hotel and cover all the exits. Of course, the type of hotel room that they were in, there was only one way in and one way out unless you were to go through the ceiling or the or wall, in which they didn't. So we were able to uh, call them out of that hotel room and they uh, entered without incident. Wow. So, so meaning they didn't, they didn't resist at all. They, they, they basically complied. I mean, did they, did they seem like shocked? Were they saying, no, that's not us? Or did they know like, Hey, the jig is up? No, I, they, they didn't have a chance. I, I believe that they are smart enough people to know that we knew who they were when we were calling them out of the room, which we did not make entry into the room. We simply got on a PA system, surrounded the room and started calling them out saying, you know, Sam Hartman, U.S. Marshals come out. It took it took a little while for them to come out, but they eventually did uh, with their hands up and, and got down on the ground. I was hoping you could explain something. There is this picture that's circulating of Hartman uh, with blood all over his face. Uh, he's with handcuffs on after he was apprehended. What's that about? There was glass. So we, we did some units actually deployed some gas into that room, some like tear OC gas in, in case they wouldn't come out. You know, that that kind of burns your eyes and makes you. It's just a compliance tool that is used by law enforcement. But there was there was a lot of glass in that area. I myself was not up there um, actually putting handcuffs on them at the time. So I, I did see that picture. I'm not sure what caused the, the cut on his face. It could have been glass. It could have been concrete. I, I, mm. I'm, I can't answer that. And if it was even his blood, or, you know, that's a separate issue. Um, any idea what they have been up to since this escape for the past year? Some people that we've talked to in the area of West Virginia that, that they were in said that they had been up there for a while, just kind of living life. Uh, Sam actually had a vehicle that he utilized uh, pretty frequently. They would ride ATVs. Sam would uh, walk a lot. They would ride four-wheelers. They would, uh, I mean, they were just kind of hanging out, as far as we know. The, the other guy who we believe to be uh, Linda White's boyfriend, he was kind of their, I don't know if we call it go boy. Um, we don't believe that they were going to town or, or out in the open as much, but Rodney Trent would uh, go run most of the areas, at least for the time that we were watching them. We, we were able to watch him do most of the running around, if you will. Any idea if they were committing crimes during this or involved in any crimes during this time? We were able to get some fake IDs out of the uh, room that we arrested them in. I say fake IDs. They're either fake IDs or stolen identities. We haven't been able to do that yet. That's still mm -hmm. ongoing. We also seized two firearms, which Sam is a felon, so possibility of prosecution for felon in possession of a firearm is there, as well as some other possibilities for prosecution for those helping this firearm. As far as any reports of other crimes, we haven't heard of any. Well, that brings me to the next part, Robert. What happens to each of them now? What is the next step in this process? What are they facing? So they'll, all three, uh, Rodney Trent, I believe, has already bonded out. He only faces charges in West Virginia as of now. 
there is a possibility that he'll be charged in Arkansas, depending on some stuff that we're working on now. But all three, Sam, Linda, and Misty, will all be extradited back to the state of Arkansas, where they will undergo judicial proceedings, uh, Sam for escape, and uh, Linda and Misty for aiding in that escape. Of course, Sam's serving life anyway, so an escape charge isn't going to affect his sentence much. As for where he will go, I'm not sure that's going to be up to the Arkansas Department of Corrections. I'm sure they'll put him in some type of higher security prison, possibly. Misty and Linda, they'll go through the court proceedings and they will get a bond, so I'm sure they'll be out of jail um, on bond pretty soon, to be honest with you. Robert Dickerson, my goodness, hero. Thank you to you and the team for doing this. And uh, just an incredible story. Uh, really appreciate the work that you do for us. Um, and, and this is, uh, you know, great work. Great work putting a criminal back behind bars and apprehending the people who helped escape or allegedly helped the escape. But Robert uh, Dickerson, really thank you so much and appreciate you coming on here on Sidebar. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having us. And I mean, I just want to, you know, let it be known that our work wouldn't be able to happen. The things that we do wouldn't be able to to happen without a plethora of other people. Uh, our agency has the luxury of working with that with these state and local agencies and, and, and having these violent crime task forces where we can reach out, say, from Arkansas or Mississippi to West Virginia and make stuff happen very quickly. And uh, we, we're, we're just thankful that we're able to work across state lines with our state and local partners, as, as well as our other offices in other areas. And, and everybody has a good working relationship. That's the only way this kind of stuff happens. Yeah, that's a really good point. An interstate, interstate, uh, interagency group effort that definitely makes this happen. Uh, Robert Dickerson, though, thank you so much. I really appreciate it and great work. Yep. Thanks for having us. All right, everybody, that's all we have for you here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.